I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Good morning. I'm Shalini Umachandran, and this is Mint Light Morning Shot. A quick update on the news you need to know before you start your day. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get started. After six months, the Taj Mahal opened to visitors on Monday, even as the country recorded close to 87,000 new COVID-19 cases. Tickets are being sold online only, but just 300 people bought them on the first day. Before the pandemic, about 20,000 people would visit the Taj every day. Daily visitors have been capped at 5,000 now and temperature checks, masks, social distancing and sanitization are all mandatory. A Chinese woman and a visitor from Delhi were the first through the gates when the monument reopened after 188 days. Annual meetings in the auto industry are usually boring, but Elon Musk manages to make an event of even those. Tesla's first battery day will be held today, and it's going to be live-streamed. Analysts have said Musk will unveil everything from cheaper batteries to flying cars. Investors are looking forward to technology updates on battery power to keep the electric car maker ahead of rivals. The tiniest improvement in the battery can have a huge impact as it is the most expensive part of an electric car. If Tesla announces that it's managed to bring down the cost of a battery to less than $100 per kilowatt hour, it could put electric car prices in line with those powered by internal combustion engines. Another update could relate to dry electro technology. This would not only simplify the manufacturing process, but also eliminate cobalt, which is not only expensive, but also mined in ethically questionable conditions. Another announcement that analysts are expecting is a million-mile battery, which means logistics and taxi fleets could actually go electric. The 75th UN General Assembly began on Monday in New York. The annual summit usually brings more than 10,000 diplomats to the UN building in Manhattan, but it's been closed since March due to COVID-19. So it's a landmark year, but leaders of the 193 member nations will address the General Assembly from Tuesday via video conference. What diplomats will miss is the behind-the-scenes chats and the chance encounters that lead to deeper cooperation. The challenges to be addressed at this virtual session are many. COVID-19 is pushing millions into poverty and nations into recession. Multilateralism is under threat as countries look increasingly inward at a time of crisis. War and conflict is increasing, climate change is accelerating, and the refugee crisis is deepening. Besides the speeches, the General Assembly will also feature a climate summit, a conference in Libya, and a biodiversity forum, all of them virtual. Schools are still closed in most of Asia, but the pandemic has hit incomes. Among the cutbacks that poorer families are considering is education of girls. 
female enrollment in secondary schools in Asia is likely to be hit by the pandemic. Room to Read, which is a non-profit that works on literacy and gender equality, conducted a survey of 28,000 girls in Bangladesh, Cambodia, Laos, India, Nepal, Sri Lanka, Tanzania, and Vietnam. They found that one in two girls is at risk of dropping out. Lack of access to education is a barrier to women's workforce participation. An extra year of secondary school education for girls can increase their future earnings by as much as 20%. For countries, the opportunity cost of girls not completing 12 years of schooling is as much as $30 trillion in lost lifetime productivity and earnings. On Friday, Rotterdam's Boymans Museum will open its depot. That's a huge new warehouse to display the 170-year-old institution's entire collection. It's the first time a museum is putting every item it owns on show, and it's an experiment in new ways of curation as visitor tastes evolve. Boymans built an open storage facility to display over 150,000 objects, artifacts and paintings at a cost of 55 million euro. Most museums lock away 95% of their collections because they don't have display space. The other problem is the cost of creating larger and newer buildings. Then there's the worry that visitors may not have the energy or the inclination to walk all those miles to see every object. Open shows may be the way forward to draw younger visitors. In Amsterdam, the Rijksmuseum has been restoring Rembrandt's most famous painting, The Night Watch, in a giant glass box. This is so that visitors can see conservators' work live and watch its progress or follow it online. You are listening to Mint Light Morning Shot with Shalini Omachandran. You can reach out to me on Twitter at ShaliniMB or on Facebook and Instagram at HD Smartcast. To listen to more such podcasts, do log on to HDSmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.